Welcome. I am super excited that you are here. We are going into the world of my friend Shuddy. And Shuddy is going to talk to us about something totally, totally unusual. We are going to talk about Buddha and badass in the same sentence. And for those of you who think I'm brave, putting suicide prevention and fun into one sentence, you have a lot to look forward to. So I see you peeking in the corner. There you are. Hi, Shuddy. You are still muted, so you might want to unmute. Hi there. Hi there. Yay, I'm happy you're here. <laughs> How's it been going? Lots of excitement and good things people are learning and growing in. It's been an amazing season so far, and I cannot be happier to have you as part of it, Shetty. Thank and, you. You know, there, there are moments where I go, all right, Jackie, I need to just sort of maybe take a step back and just let you have at it for a few minutes and tell people all about this Buddha badass person that <laughs> is joined me in the studio. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to mute. I'm going to let you have at it. And then I'm going to come back in and unpack it for everybody. How's that? That sounds perfect. All right. There you go. Uh, and I thank you, Jackie, for inviting me to participate in this very important show and to be part of a guest panel. I mean, talk about being in good company, amazing people helping in so many different ways. So thank you for letting me be a part of that. I'm deeply honored, deeply honored indeed. I'm super happy that you're here, Shetty. Thanks. And thanks for giving me the space. Um, hi, everybody. I wanted to just share some core ideas um, so you kind of knew where I was coming from in my responses to Jackie's questions, which you will get to. This is just going to take, I don't know, maybe five, 10 minutes just to, to share these principles. I want to start by sharing a video actually with you, and then I'll come back and we can, uh, we can chat. Okay, so here we go. So when you share the screen, remember to mm -hmm. check the little box that says share computer sound. And yep. that's, that's Zoom tip number one today. Or okay, or sounds good. Thanks, Jackie. Okay, here we go. Uh, into, the, uh, into the matrix. Where are you? but full of hope. Where are you? Wise woman covered in wounds. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Today is the day I will not sit still and give in anymore. Today I rise. I am bruised but I will get up and walk again. Today, I rise. I don't care if you ignore my beauty. Today, I rise. Through the alchemy of my darkest nights, I heal and thrive. Today, I rise. Today, I rise. I move through the world with confidence and grace. I open my eyes and I am ready to face my wholeness as a woman and my limitless capacities. I will walk my path with audacity. Today I rise. I reconnect with the many aspects of myself. I'm in awe of the reality I can create. I am a queen. I am a healer, a wise woman, a wild woman. I will rise and be. I am a rebel, I will wake up and fight. I am a mother and I am a child. I will no longer disguise my sadness and pain. I will no longer suffer and complain. I am black and I am white. There's no reason to hide.
call upon Kali to kiss me alive. I transform my anger into power. No more heartache or strife. The world is missing what I am ready to give. My wisdom, my sweetness, my love and my hunger for peace. the trees and the rivers and the earth in distress. I rise and shine and am ready to go on my quest. Today I rise without doubt or hesitation. Today I rise without excuses, without procrastination. Today I call upon my sisters to join a movement of resoluteness and concern. Today is my call to action. I will fulfill my mission without further distraction. Today is the day. Today I will start to offer the world the wisdom of my heart. Well, that, was that video always brings a, a few tears to my eyes. And when I'm talking about being both a Buddha and a badass, sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. When I'm talking about being a Buddha and a badass, I'm talking about being committed fully, fully inside of ourselves to the love that's in us and the gifts that we can give into the world. So, um, that commitment can play out in all kinds of ways. It can be the way that you're raising your child. It can be the way you're speaking up to help others. It can be protecting and serving. It can be digging a ditch. It's not what you're doing, it's the attitude or the place you're coming from when you're doing it. And the place that, that I'm talking about when it's the place you're coming from, the Buddha that you are, from the Christ that you are, from the Martin Luther King Jr. that you are, from the Mother Teresa that you are, is a place of love, grounded in that place of love. It's also coming from a deep alignment with yourself, your inner values um, that want to make a positive change in the world. So that's what I mean when I'm talking about being a Buddha. And I'll say this, um, you know, it's a hard taskmaster in some ways, because if we don't do it, if we don't actually answer the calling, it eats at us right? What can sometimes appear as depression, as anxiety, right? As a form of suffering is actually that gap between how we're living our lives and the true mission we're here to serve. And as I say, that mission is self-defining. Nobody else can tell you what that is. And it's deeply rooted in actually who you are. So my call to you today is, is to step fully into your own, your own Buddha nature, right? Your own Christ nature, um, that, that, that calling inside yourself to serve and um, contribute to the world. It's actually when you look at the core human needs, the need to contribute is an important one of them, very important part of it. It helps us grow. It helps us have a sense of purpose. It has us feel connected. So it actually fulfills many of the other needs. Um, you know, it gives us a sense of importance that we belong here. It actually helps us fulfill all our other needs in one go. So part of it, I think, and, the, and where people get, I think, a bit turned around about it is not seeing how they can actually live that in, in their lives. Um, so you don't have to be Martin Luther King Jr. You don't have to be Mother Teresa. It doesn't have to be big. It just has to be true, right? It just has to be true. So I think the place to start is to recognize that each of us has walked a unique path. 
a unique path in life. There is literally no other human being who's ever lived or who will ever live in the future who has walked and done the combination of things that you have, who's had the experiences, who's had the lens that you've had because of those experiences. Nobody else has that. So it has inherent value in terms of what it can contribute to the world. That's why we have voices, so that we can express that into the world. And at the same time, know that everybody else is the same unique gifts each of us have as unique gifts. That's why we have ears. That's why we have eyes, so that we can see and hear and experience other people's gifts at the same time that we are sharing our own. And in that sense, be in community, be connected, be relating to each other, and again, grounded in love. So we have this amazing opportunity to, to learn and to give. And that is what I mean when I'm saying being a Buddha, right? Being a Buddha in that sense. Now, being a badass is an interesting other side to this. And um, I raise being a badass for a very important reason. And that is that we can't be limping along in our path and our contribution to, uh, to the world, right? We have to give it fully. We have to commit, right, fully to it. As William Hutchinson Murray said, until one is committed, there is hesitancy. The chance to draw back always in effectiveness. Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid pans. The moment one definitely commits oneself, right, commits oneself, the providence moves too. All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issues from the decision, raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents, meetings, and material assistance, which no one could have dreamed of or even foreseen. So being a badass means coming from a place of saying, I'm on a mission, right? And I'm not going to let anything get in my way. I'm fully committed to this mission, to fulfilling what I am here to give, my unique gift that is based on the fact that just that I'm alive, it has inherent value, right? So it's to know the enemies of that commitment. And most of them, you know, quite honestly, are internal enemies, right? What's arrayed inside of us in terms of the fears that we have, in terms of the resistance that we have, the self-loathing, the fear, that um, fear of success, the fear of failure, all the things that we fear create a kind of um, block to, uh, to us fulfilling our mission. I'm going to call them their dragons. And our, our job as a badass is to not let them get in our way, to actually slay them with the sword of our actual Buddha nature. So it's to go forward being completely stupid, right? Like the fool in the classic tarot card doc who's working, walking off the cliff with just his little satchel behind him. Be clueless. Don't know how it's going to happen. Don't know how you're going to fulfill it. Just be cocky and do it. Be stubborn, right? Be a badass, stubborn person. So even before you're ready, just do it and keep going until you finish. Be passionate. Put your whole heart, your mind, your body, and your enthusiasm into your actions. And I think another really important principle is be primitive. Get right in there in the messiness and the dirtiness and the blood and the bones and the guts of what it is that you are serving and who it is that you are serving. So those are the principles um, I wanted to bring forward, Jackie, to share the Buddha, the Buddha and the badass principles. When we, when we marry those two signs, when we bring our Buddha nature and our badass nature out into the world, we create a power in our belly, a fire in our belly that helps us move forward in a really beautiful, beautiful way. We bring the peace, the power, the strength, the heart, inner lover, outer warrior. That's what the, being a Buddha and a badass is all about. Wow. 
All right. Bringing that to such a beautiful note there, Shuddy. That was lovely. All right. An inner lover and an outer warrior. That's right. It's amazing how much of life is lived in the reverse. We're on the outside. We give so much love. And on the inside, we beat ourselves up. True enough. True yeah, enough. So I think I love the way that you have this all framed. That was a lot of information in a very short period of time. So we're going to unpack some of it. I'm over <laughs> sure. here. I hope everybody else was taking notes because I'm over here scribbling down as fast as I could write. <laughs> it really does come down to the principle of inner, inner lover, outer warrior. And that, I mean, that sentence encapsulates everything I just said. Absolutely. Bad. But I'd love to hear your questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm going to take you to the place of the blood and the guts and the dirt and the mud and all of those things that you listed off to don't be afraid to go there. How does someone find their messiness? Because we're brought up to avoid what's messy. Mm -hmm. And so you're inviting us in this whole outer warrior thing is about going there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do you know where there is? Where would someone start? Um, start with what's in front of you, right? What's in what's what's being called on you to help? What's being where are you being called to serve? Where are you being called to protect? Start there right? What's right there in front of you, because I'm going to guess that's actually your place. Another place to go to, to look is to what breaks your heart. What, when you see it on TV or you're reading it in a book, maybe it's about children who are being harmed. Maybe it's about the divisions and the, and the war we seem to be at all over the world between people with different ideas. I don't know what it is for each individual person, mm. but if something's breaking your heart, it's making you just feel, you know, in your kind of sick to your stomach and making your heart sore, it's calling you. It's calling you to participate in changing it in some way. So, so look to your life and look to your heart. All right, Shetty, here it comes. You knew it was going to come. Bring it. What started you on this journey? What broke your heart? So as, as so many of us, I come from a family that had a lot of pain. So mm -hmm. we were uh, refugees from apartheid South Africa. And we very, I feel so blessed. My parents very wisely decided to, to leave South Africa before their children's education. So we were headed actually to the US because we had cousins in Atlanta. And um, my dad bumped into a friend in London, England, because we were two years of traveling around the world with no, with, you know, no country to belong to. And, um, and he said, no, Canada. So we came here and I feel so blessed uh, that we were so beautifully welcomed. Uh, but the pain, so the outer, part was being fixed, right? The, the issues in the world, my parents were working through and, and getting us safe and getting us where we would have opportunities. But what was going on at home, right? What was going on inside the house was a lot of pain and suffering, violence, um, you know, uh, emotional abuse. So I had this weird dichotomy in my life. You know, my father was a doctor he was a person, he was an extremely intelligent person. He was a violent man. You know, mm. my mother was this strong, amazing woman, yet she was in a marriage that was, you know, obviously wrong in terms of how they were treating each other. So that dichotomy is what really uh, set me on my path. That's what really got me going. That was the wound. What woke you up? Um... And, and the reason I'm going to call it that is because your entire video, your entire concepts that you brought forth are all about waking up to these two aspects of our personality, the Buddha and the badass, and to the two places that they belong, the internal lover and the external warrior. 
-hmm. What woke you up? What was the moment that you said, I can take control of this? I don't know if I ever had an exact moment, Jackie. I know in my teens that I just yearned. I longed for peace, right? I longed for peace and there was no peace at home. So, and the fact that there was this dichotomy, as I said earlier, just Mm -hmm. messed with my mind. Um, So I started looking for answers and I spent a lot of years looking for answers, right? I looked in different modalities. So I'm a yoga teacher and a meditation teacher and an LMP practitioner and, you know, a long, you know, list of um, modalities that I've studied. And, and I've always wanted to go to a level of mastery. So I always became, you know, worked at it to a, a teacher level. And I think over that path, I think I started to um, realize that the project isn't to fix, fix, which is what I was trying to do, trying to fix myself. The project is to give myself. So that, that, that sense of um, all of us having gifts to give, um, I think came to me really in my early 50s. So maybe that was the moment that I truly um, integrated all that I had been studying. And I, and I guess we could, we can call that the moment I awoke. I, th- I love that, that it's the moment you integrated all that you've been studying because mm-hmm. people could start putting into the chat. If there's anybody else on this call listening who has gone on more than one journey, <laughs> more than one discovery. Yeah. Um, I am, um, certifiable. Yeah, I didn't study everything to the level of mastery. I studied everything to the level of certification. And so <laughs> I have my, my collection. And in your studies to the level of mastery, to the moment of integration. And when you integrated them, I love that shift. That was when you stopped seeing yourself as needing to fix yourself and started seeing yourself as the gift you were supposed to give to the world. Mm-hmm. that's a huge, huge shift that I'm going, all right, you can only see yourself as a gift to give to the world if you love yourself. That's sort of- Yes, and, yes and no. I'm not going to, compl- I, I think self-love is, is extremely important and an extremely yeah. important foundation. Otherwise we literally go around trying to, we're actually doing our actions to get rather than to give, right? So I absolutely agree with you. It's a place of self-love. But I found when I did that, when I, when I moved into that place of, of giving rather than fixing, um, I then also moved into a very messy period in my life. <laughs> I did. I, I went, you know how they talk about a, a caterpillar going to a chrysalis to a butterfly. So when I recognized that moment, right, I've been living my caterpillar life quite, you know, doing my thing, figuring out my fixing my little creaks and issues here and there to whatever degree I could. And then I, I, I made this realization. And I guess it's like the moment it's like, I, I need to be a butterfly. <laughs> and then it got really messy. Okay, then it got really, really messy. And I went into that yucky, you know, when if you, if you opened up a chrysalis, it'd just be big mush. That's what I went to. And I spent three years there. I spent three years there. Wow. Three years you know? in the mush. Now in the I mush, in the messy middle. The messy middle. Yeah. You, when you were talking about, don't be afraid to go into the blood and the guts. And I'm like, there's a story there. for sure there was that moment when you were talking and i'm going oh there's something really juicy about this mud and and guts and and blood and 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 i'm like okay i was like you're gonna invite me to go into it you have to have been there because otherwise you couldn't do that and and so i love the fact that you're willing to share that shuddy part that you said that really caught my attention is that what we're supposed to do is what's right in front of us. For myself, it, I'm just coming to the end of over a year of pretending that I could 
pay lip service to what was right in front of me and keep doing my life. Mm. And your analogy of the caterpillar is just so awesome. Um, I think that what I was trying to do was stay the caterpillar. I was in the chrysalis, mm -hmm. but I was trying my best to keep the constructs of my caterpillar life in place. Oh, that's such a great way of putting it. Oh, and, and you're right. I mean, when the, if, if caterpillars knew what actually happened inside the cocoon, he'd be <laughs> striking. Yeah, we'd be seeing caterpillars carrying signs. No yeah. cocoon. Yeah. Um, and, and that's actually from one of my mentors, Andrea Hess, who said that first, and I thought it was just so perfect. And that was decades ago. And now I'm finally getting to this place in my life where I'm going, oh, crap. I no longer have a choice. Just like there's a moment when a caterpillar no longer has a choice but to transform. When you talk about being willing to go into this, whatever it is that's right in front of you, whatever it is that breaks your heart, I just want to encourage people not to go alone. To take Oh, oh thank you for saying that, Jackie. Yeah. Um, it's because for me, I have studied with some of the most brilliant people in the world, and most of them in the last five years, I have picked very, very carefully to prevent me from going into the cocoon, mm. which sounds a little odd, but it wasn't a conscious thought. It's only now looking back at it that I was picking mentors that were not going to encourage me to release all of the constructs, but were going to give me more constructs and rules. And so what broke my heart is what led to this show that, that I can now have this conversation with you. Yeah. And I want to encourage people to imagine what your life would be if you let yourself evolve into who you could be or who you need to be to do what you're feeling called to do in the world and what that might look like because yeah. that video was lovely. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important also to, to recognize that, um, you know, there's been this, I think myth that, you know, follow your bliss. Um, and I'm not saying don't be, you know, don't enjoy and, and have joy and yeah, yeah. experience bliss. I'm not, I'm by no means dissing bliss, but it's often in some of the more challenging places that we actually find our work to do in the world. I know your story, Jackie, that I'm sure you've shared on the show already about how you came to be doing what you're doing. And it's from a place of, you know, what was right there in front of you in your own family you know, uh, a, a need and a recognition that you, you bravely and courageously stepped into because oh, the no, I didn't. <laughs> because the love was so deep. Um, and and I, I was also going to say, you know, I, I recognized that and, and immediately went into three years of messy. Mm. Um, and that's to say that you doesn't you don't always have courage, right? You don't always have strength to to step in to what it is you're being called for forward into um and that that's that's okay too it's okay to kind of just move through it i just kind of whacked around <laughs> and wandered around and you know used up all my savings and did all kinds of um you know tried different things and tried to follow my curiosity and, um, and, and, and a bit by bit, it's an iterative process, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to know what's at the, you know, a hundred miles from now, you just have to be able to see just right what's in front of you. So yeah. I just want to encourage people. I do have a meditation I was going to share, not to actually do the meditation, but just to share the steps to help people slay the dragons that sometimes get in the way of our ability to, you know, step into whatever it is that that we we need to do. Is it okay if I share that now? You no, know, it's absolutely perfectly okay. And I'm I'm just laughing because I'm thinking we're going to end up calling this this episode with you, mm -hmm. and then there were dragons. <laughs> 
the Buddha, the badass, and then they were dragons. That's right. Yeah, I mean, that's so, perfect. Okay, and thank you for not doing the meditation because we have people listening on podcasts and we don't know if they're driving or not. So sure. if you feel yourself with your eyes closing as she starts talking, because you do have this wonderful melodious voice, um, then stop the tape if you're listening to this. And if you're listening to it live, don't drive. All right. Fair enough. I, I am literally going to read my notes for the meditation. So I do hope nobody falls asleep. But if you do, open your eyes, open your eyes. Um, and um, I'll share this with Jackie, um, the, my notes. And so that you can do this. I'll also I see people putting in the chat and we have a link to the video and I shared at the beginning. Absolutely happy to do that. I think Katie has it. Yep. We've Katie's got covered, our- So we'll get the chat. You go okay. right ahead and help us meditate. Sounds good. So the first step is to generate that bliss that I was making fun of. Um, and the ways that you can do that are a couple of, you can think about something that, you know, somebody you love, something you feel really good about. Um, something that you're really grateful for, in some way generate that. You can even do it physically. Um, just have a quick Google look up in um, the breath of joy, which is a very simple, takes three breaths and it literally generates a feeling in your body. You could dance. Uh, you could do a few deep breaths. So that's your first step is generate an experience of aliveness of joy in your body. The next step is to just take a pause, breathe normally, and think about all of the people, all of the things, all of the ways in which you feel like you've not been supported in giving forth who you are and expressing who you are. So some examples might be an inner or external critics from the past or the present, family or societal conventions that seem destructive self-destructive ideas or actions, regrets, ideas, anything, any idea that stops you from expressing yourself. Like, I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too fat, I'm too thin, I'm too black, I'm too white, I'm too weird, I'm too wounded. You know, whatever it is that it, that is, um, you know, making you feel like you cannot express this gift you have to give. And literally invite those things into the room you're in, like energies. You can see the person who said it, the situation where it happened. Just invite it all into the room. And your room might start to get a bit crowded. Now, I want you to remember a very important aspect of this. You are not going, we're going to be slaying these dragons. You're not going to be slaying the person. You're going to be slaying the thing they said. You're not going to be slaying the situation. You're going to be um, slaying the meaning you made about yourself from what happened to you. Okay. So the next step is to literally see these various energies as dragons, right? Dragons breathing fire. And I mean dragons in the Western um, concept of them, which is fire breathing, menacing, dangerous beings who are holding a treasure. And the funny thing about dragons in Western mythology is the treasure that they hold, they can't actually use. Like what's the dragon going to do with a bunch of gold and jewels? Nothing. It doesn't do them any good. And it's the same with the dragons that are, um, that are getting in your way of self-expression. Um, is that they also have no use for your for for what they're stopping you from, right? Only you can use it. So go ahead and bring them into the room and then start to use your words, say out loud and use your words as a sword to literally slay them. And you might start by saying things like, you're not going to stop me. I can and I will do this. I am free of your negative influence. I'm strong enough. I'm good enough. I'm stepping into action despite feeling like I'm not ready. I'm stepping into sharing who I am and the uniqueness that I am despite, you know, what X, Y, Z, whatever that is, because it's so important. It's important enough for me to give these gifts, right? To give my gifts into the world. So use your words like a sword and literally start to just slay through all of these dragons, right? Like a hot knife through butter, just slash, slash, 
slash. And again, I want you to remember, you're not slaying the person who might represent that particular feeling. You're, you're slaying that feeling and the, uh, what they might have said to you. So once you've cleared the room of dragons, right, and your room is empty again, just take a pause, sit, and bring golden light from above you into the top of your head and right down to the tips of your toes and fill your whole body with that golden light. See that golden light is actually dissolving, right? Dissolving all the negative effects of the dragon, dissolving all the weight, dissolving all the suppression of your spirit, dissolving the burden of negative behaviors, dissolving the mistakes that you've made in the past. And I'd like you to do that nine times. So nine times it comes into the top of your head and it fills your body and it dissolves. And then another time, and then another time. And just do it nine times. This is to make a powerful, powerful impression and a deep, deep cleanse that you will feel all the way um, into your life. And then, um, and then you're done. You just can now relax and rest in that lightness, right? Now that you've released and dissolved all those burdens, all those weights, all those things preventing you from being who you truly are and giving that and, and also receiving who others truly are, right? Now that you've dissolved that, you can rest in the lightness of that and the clarity of that, the sense of calm and energy of that, right? And the, and, and the light, not just the lightness, but the actual light that you're now holding. So that's my dragon slayer meditation that I wanted to share with you to help you be the, both the Buddha and the badass that you are. Wow, that was lovely. That was lovely. All right, so now I'm going to push on you to actually get that puppy recorded so that we can <laughs> you know, have that recording that we can share. Because I okay. think in your unique voice, Shetty, this will have a lot of power. And I would love to have that as something that we can share with everyone who's ever been a part of this show. Because I just see it as something that will help them a great deal. I'm so. happy to serve in that way, to serve this community. Um, I'm happy to do that. I just need to, you to give me a day to do it because my own summit starts tomorrow. And so... <laughs> Yeah, well, um, so I'm a little maxed right now, but I will definitely make that recording and I'm happy to do so. Uh, Katie, I'm going to call on you, uh, lady, to help me uh, with some tech on that and uh, happy to do so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love the ghosting. I love the ghosting. It pops in and pops out and stuff. So yeah, so we're going to get that done. We will get that done. No time, time restriction on it. And thank you for being gracious because this was not something that was pre-planned just in case <laughs> you guys couldn't tell. Um, you said something really, really lovely in all of this, which is the difference between the words and the meanings and the people. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge distinction. And so I want to invite people into that, that there's a difference between the people in our lives and the words and the wounds that we might associate with them. Mm. And so thank you for making that so beautifully clear in yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's important. You know, everybody's on their own journey and we don't, I don't, you know, there's very, very few people in your life, I'm sure, if any, who intentionally try to hurt you. Um, they're just doing the best they can. And but the hurt happens, right? The hurt's real. Mm -hmm. um, so and and we are meaning making machines, right? Something happens to us and we make it mean something about us, right? It's not, oh, this happened to me. It's this happened because I'm you know, fill in the blank. So we make things mean something about us. And that's actually where the pain is. It's actually in the meaning of our, ourselves that we derive from our, what happens to us. Oh, you hit a mouthful. Um, for me, my aha moment, yeah, I tried to pin you to one. I actually have one on this concept for myself, mm -hmm. which is the moment I realized that dirty dishes in the sink 
didn't mean someone didn't love me or that mm. they were lazy. You know, it didn't mean anything other than there were dirty dishes in the sink. Absolutely. And it was like, wait a minute, where did I get all of this craziness from? And, and the reality is that we are in a world and a society that assigns meanings almost randomly. Mm-hmm. It seems like when we start peeling it back and going, wait a minute, where did this come from? And it's just a culturally accepted thing that there has to be a meaning. But what if it just is? Absolutely, Jackie. I do also want to point out that um, making meaning is a survival and evolutionary advantage, right? So um, I call it the, and I know other people do too, it's not not something I made up, the poison berry um, syndrome. So if you go and, you know, imagine yourself a thousand years ago and there's a big bush of lovely berries and you go and you eat them and, and yum, yum, yum. And then you come across one and you eat it and you fall over and die your compatriots are going to say, gee, what was different about that berry from everything else? Oh, it had this color skin and it had this, Mm -hmm. you know, and they would describe it in excruciating detail. And they would understand that this is what had killed you. Even if if it may not have been, let's say you, you know, one actually had passed away from, from a heart attack. So making meaning is our way of surviving. It's our way of saying, this is gonna help me, this is gonna hurt me, right? So you're, we're not going to stop making meaning. It's, right. it's not like it's, it's something we can avoid, but we can be conscious. That's why we develop the neocontext, right? We can actually say, okay, that's the meaning I made. Maybe I made that meaning when I was five years old and hello, it's no longer relevant, right? Or maybe I made that meaning without knowing all the information. And then oh. I just filled in the data points and, and, and made certain meaning about me. Uh, about it, right? So I think it's um, it's to examine the meanings we make. We're not going to stop making meaning, oh, but it's to examine them, throw out the ones that are not serving us, and uh, perpetuate the ones that are. Well, you said a mouthful, and I'm going to unpack it a little bit, because mm-hmm. the concept of meanings being assigned at a time we don't even remember, that they're assigned in childhood. You know, our brains build out the fastest between the ages of one through six. Mm -hmm. And that's also where we start putting in these initial bedrock associations. And so they absolutely rule our lives Mm -hmm. until we get to a place where we start wondering, is there another meaning? Yeah. Is there another perspective? Mm -hmm. And there's a gentleman who's making great inroads in the world. He's an education for employment is his world organization. And he was at a street one day with his daughters and they were waiting for the crosswalk. This is New York City, I believe. And they were waiting for the sign to come up that says walk. And he took it as an opportunity to give his children a chance to see the world differently. And he said, what does it say? And they said, don't walk. And he says, what does it mean? They said, we have to stand here. And he said, well, what else could it mean? What if it meant we're supposed to run? And his point was that we are locked in sometimes by what meanings we've already assigned that we forget to question. What Mm -hmm. else could this mean? Mm -hmm. And I love the invitation that you put into everything that you have shared today, that there's this invitation to what else could this mean? Mm -hmm. And where can you evolve that awareness? Mm -hmm. This is really, really cool. All right, so we're gonna do a couple of things because I want to not let you go without coming back to unpack a little more on this. Sure. But I also want Katie to go ahead and share the link to your gift for everyone. I hadn't even noticed what your gift was. I didn't, I, I had noticed it before, but I hadn't refreshed my memory. Okay, so this is on me. When I said about not going into this alone, and I love the fact that your gift is some one-on-one time with you. This link is only for the people in the show because your time is that valuable. So if you are here, realize this link is for you and it is a gift from Shuddy for you. And so I want to make sure that 
people realize just how special this is. Um, you know, the good news for me is I'm on the show, so I can use the link. So, <laughs> <laughs> so can I share a little bit about what what the what the gift is, or is that contained within the the information? Well, you gave us a, a description, and, and yeah, you, okay, yeah, the description is really cool. It's about full, the action to fulfillment of your heart's desire. I'm mm -hmm. assuming that hasn't changed any. No. Nope. Yeah. Next That's step it. or first step: clarity, focus, and inspiration. All of us could use a little more inspiration. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful that you put that word in there. All right. So we've got a couple of minutes and I want to just two things. One, if someone has something that they want some inspiration on, feel free to share it because we could all share your inspiration and inspiring journey with you. Mm -hmm. And the other, Shetty, the tribal belonging that you brought up, the need to contribute. We're living in a day and an age where so many people feel very helpless when it comes to making a difference. We talked about going to what's right in front of you and what in, you know, what, where the willingness to get messy might have to be present. What else? Is there another, well, what I've been asking, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it back to, what's one more thing that people can do that will build their ability to be resilient and to thrive? To be honest with yourself about how you feel and to let yourself feel it. So we talked about what breaks your heart. I'd also like to add what pisses you off. I hope that's not bad language. No, uh, what fine. makes you angry? What, what, like, you know, raise a little hell, right? Like what, yeah. what gets you saying, I don't think that should be that way. I want to change that. So that's an, another place. And then the, and then the other place um, that uh, is very powerful is your joy, right? Oh. Where have you felt joy and you want to share that with others? Where have you felt inspiration and you want to share that with others, right? Where do you feel you are your best version of yourself? That might be your place to contribute, right? Because you're in that, you're in that vibe. So that's, that's where the follow your bliss actually makes sense. Um, and, and, you know, the passion that you have can certainly bring you to a place of, of contribution as well. So all of these are feelings. All of these are um, places that we go inside ourselves, our inner wisdom. And I believe that, that, that your inner wisdom is your friend. I believe your life is your friend. And if you just take a moment to, to ask it questions and to listen, um, it'll answer you. So if you'd like to take it on as a, as a practice, um, just, you know, get up every morning and very simply sit, um, uh, breathe normally, think about something you're very grateful for that you're glad of in your life, put your hand in your heart and just say, what is your deepest desire today? Ah. And over and then just make a quick note. It'll take you three minutes. And then over time, you'll start to see patterns and threads, right? Don't be in a rush. We don't have to figure this out tomorrow. It's okay if we just sit with it and work with it over the next few days or weeks or months. I don't know what it's going to be for you. It could be yours. It could be three years like me. I... So just, just sit with that question. What is your deepest desire? And think of something simple that you can do that day or something outrageous that you can do that day that can help you uh, start to do that and ex and approach it with curiosity not with this i've got to figure this out so like, hmm, hmm, i wonder i wonder what i'm gonna find when i start asking that question i wonder well i like alliteration i like lots of words with the same letter at the beginning and so what came up for me as you were just describing that was deepest desire of the day the design takes time to develop. There we go, mm -hmm. another D. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or maybe the design takes time to discover. I like that. So there we go. 
-hmm. that takes us out of any pressure on this. And I loved the question. So three to five minutes a day on this one topic that helps you be in the middle of your day. And I like being in the middle of my day now. Mm -hmm. um, I spent a lot of my life living in the head space and the out there space. And so this is going on part of my morning routine. So I'm going to invite everyone else to do it too. And we will be talking about it in the VIP lounge in the chat. So we will go more and more into it. Shetty, this has mm. been just a delightful conversation. Thank you so much for being oh, thank you. on the show. Thank you, Jackie. It's been a pleasure. I'm excited to share this with people. I'm excited to meet with people one-on-one -on -one, um, to actually talk about your individual uh, gifts and your own uh, reflections. And uh, so I'm happy I offered that as a gift. And I so support everything that you're offering here um, for everybody. It's really, really amazing. Um, and I did, if, I, if it's okay, Jackie, somebody asked in the chat, what is the... Um, what is the summit I'm doing starting tomorrow? Do well, you, is it okay if I say? The, the answer is yes. And because this is being recorded and is going to be seen right. times from people, what you're up to might be different. So they're going to look in the show notes if they're watching the recording. Mm -hmm. And so hang on to that thought for just a minute. Okay. And I want to make sure that everyone listening to this on the podcast and listening to it and the recording that you know all the information that you need will be in the show notes, including links so you can follow up with Shetty and find out what she's up to next. And for everyone here, there's a special link for you. The corrected link is in the chat. And I will be right back. Don't go anywhere. The ride gets more interesting from here. And Shetty, thank you for being here. Thank you.